Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas movie countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by my awesome husband, Otis. Hello. And our awesome friend, Emma. Hey, what's up? And we're the Spooky Movie Squad. We will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas, and this time, it's spooky. So Uh sit back and enjoy episode 10, 2019's Black Christmas. This is also episode 263 of the Spooky Movie Squad. Hit that music. Garbage ghouls in on and yes, take a seat and take a rest. From behind the curtain, a disconcerting nod. It's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad. <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone. So you heard Katie. This is episode 263 of our spooky collection of movies and episode 10 of the Christmas mm, what is it called? Christmas movie countdown. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy Katie's Christmas classic. Stop with all that. It's 4K now. <laughs> 4K HD. Yeah, HD, <laughs> HD Christmas movies. <laughs> so tonight we are reviewing the 2019 movie Black Christmas. I thought you already did that movie. Yes and no. We did the 2006 version. That's the one with all the, the super hot ladies that me and Terrell absolutely love. One day we will actually review the 1974 version, the one that was written by the same guy that did a Christmas story. So, hmm. yeah, he did that first and then did, did a Christmas what story. What a choice. Yeah, right? Made a horror <laughs> movie and made one of the best Christmas movies ever. So with this one, you would think it'd be the same steps, the same, you know, movements. It's a modern remake. It is not. Uh, this one, I have some things to say about it later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, especially about its name and Mm -hmm. how it goes from there but this is a (laughs) it's a slasher film but this one takes a special angle i'm not gonna be beat around the bush with this one the director sophia to she outwardly said in multiple interviews that she made this a feminist horror movie that's what she was going for uh this one and it's PG-13, so she was aiming for younger girls to want to watch this and feel really cool about themselves, you know? Because the one thing, sci-fi and horror, that's where you see the most women actually being some type of awesome. A lot of other genres like to just put women in the back and they just make food or they're scared and they cry. But with sci-fi and horror, those are the two genres where at least one woman in the movie will be awesome because someone's got to kill the monster at the end. So it, it, it's odd. It's this new type of horror. And as we said before, I know in the Halloween Screamathon, when we watched Jennifer's Body, it's mm-hmm. that type of horror where it has a layer on it that is the real message here. And then there's horror, just like with Get Out. It's scary. It is a scary story. But it's about white people being evil to black folks, you know. There's that layer of, oh, that's what it's about. Okay. And this one, I will say sometimes it kind of hits you over the head with the metaphor. But like I said, we'll talk about the the reviews of it later and how people felt about this movie. But 
Katie, what did you think about 2019's Black Christmas? I really liked it, but it should not have the name Black Christmas because this had hardly anything to do with the already established franchise that is Black Christmas. Like I was telling Otis right after we finished this movie, it'd be like me making a movie called Nightmare on Elm Street about some little kids who had a scary dream and they live on Elm Street, but Freddy Krueger ain't in it. It's not about Freddy Krueger. It's about an actual nightmare on uh, Elm Street. The fuck? Yeah, I think the movie was good overall, and I actually really liked how it went along, how the plot went, but the title was just for name recognition, like to get butts and seats, and it did not work. Emma? I don't quite know how I feel about this movie. Uh, I really liked the 2006 one, and this one I was like, okay, well, it's still sorority girls, so great, but I don't know. This one was very triggering for me. Yeah, this needed a This needed a trigger warning at the front of it. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the points made in this movie, I was like, hell yes. But then it didn't really, I don't know. I felt very not resolved after it all. And I was like, that, that did, that did nothing. (laughs) So yeah, I don't, I don't really know how I'm a solid middle on this. I don't really know how I feel about it, but yeah, I Sure as hell no, I wanted to murdelate every one of those little frat guys, though, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. So, this one's the weird one. The other two movies, the writer and director of the first one, Bob Clark, the same guy that did A Christmas Story, he, you know, created the first Black Christmas. He did, you know, he helped out and made it and stuff. The second one, in 2006... He executive produced that one. So he was pumped that they were doing it again. So he helped as much as he could. Then he passed away the next year. So I'm glad he got to see it and, you know, be pumped about it. But unfortunately, you know, people don't live forever. And, you know, people that create things, they don't, sometimes they don't get to see their baby grow up. So this one, like I said, it's a little different. It's PG-13. That's the first I think issue with it. If this was rated R, I think it probably could have been a little bit better. Now, don't get me wrong. I agree. There are some solid PG-13 films that we have watched. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's PG-13. Ooh, that's scary. Absolutely amazing. Ooh, that's Absolutely amazing. There are great ones out there. I just think this one would have benefited way more. You don't see anything in this movie. No. It's weird. And... You see like two dead people in the whole but you don't like, get to see two that dead long. girls and it's like and one screen. Yeah, it, it was just really quick. <laughs> and I understand they went for PG-13 to make it more accessible to newer audiences, younger kids. They wanted younger people to come in and see this movie. Makes sense. That's how you get more money, get more Should people in the seats. the name. Yeah, but just story-wise, like I, like I was telling Katie, I like a good metaphor. If you tell, you know, if you show me what it what the movie's really about, like it's a slasher film, but oh, oh, that's okay. That's what we're doing here. Oh, that's a physical version of this thing that we talk about in the world all the time. Okay, okay, I'm cool with this. I've seen some weird shit in my days. I'm fine with this. It just I don't know. <laughs> I've I'm I'm a lot more 
forgiving with with movies like this. I I liked it. It's just they had issues with it. Uh, it and it's weird. Blumhouse they usually crack out magic, and this one it's not bad. It's just not how they usually operate, which was really odd. And there's some great actresses in this, and my boy Carrie Ells is in this. I love any movie he's in, you know. So I don't know. It just kind of misfired for me. But it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. I've seen some shitty ones, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't know. Could have been better. So uh, we'll get through this story. And um, I have a couple of fun facts, but I'll bring them up during the movie. Like a little Christmas song that they do. A famous person actually made those lyrics for them. And I thought that was really cool when I looked it up. But there's not a lot to it. If you watch the original trailer, which I did because I saw Black Christmas, that trailer showed everything. And people were like, what the fuck? I don't need to watch the movie. It was bad. I, I remember watching that trailer like, shit, man, that, that's the movie. <laughs> OK, but uh, they got a lot of flack for that first trailer, which scares me sometimes when you see a trailer that shows a lot it means that's all they got. It's kind of not a good, not a good thing when you have to show so much sizzle in your movie. But uh, we'll get through this, like I said. So we open up and it's always, you know, every good and bad horror movie does this. We open up just in a dark situation and we meet up with the first person that's going to get murdered before we know anything about the whole just plot. So we meet up with Lindsay and she is walking home and she is a Hawthorne college student and she is getting followed by a shadowy figure behind her. And as the figure gets closer, she starts getting texts on her phone from the Hawthorne like mascot. It's like the bust of the It's the founder of the school. Thank yeah. you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Not the mascot, uh, kind of like a mascot. But he's she's getting texts from him, and they are pretty ominous and scary sounding. So the shadowy figure behind her is getting closer and closer and closer. And she does the <laughs> Like I said, there are little things that pop up in this movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what women do. She puts keys into her hand like Wolverine. as the one thing that women, yeah, that's one of the self-defense things that you see all the time. You put the keys in your fist and you grip them so you can stab the bad guy in the face. So anytime I go into a giant parking lot, that is the first thing that I do. Yeah. So like 100%. I said, percent. like little nods like that. I enjoyed because I'm like, okay, this is what this is what I'm I'm gonna sit and watch, you know. This is gonna be from the female perspective. And when I saw the trailers, I was like, this is legit a female perspective horror movie. I'm like, I'm in. You know, the the other ones, it's it's primarily women. There's not that many men in, in the whole series of Black Christmas. So the shadowy figure crosses the street, it's just a normal weird dude that just likes being completely quiet at, at night walking. It's really weird. But Oh no, the shadowy figure's in front of her. And actually, a couple of scenes before when the shadowy figure behind her is getting close, you can see the person in front of her just standing in the street. So she starts running, and the shadowy figure, like, is really fucking quick. And she knocks on a door to get help, and the figure opens the door. It was in the house. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> and she gets stabbed with an icicle i was like hey hey Call back. from black clear christmas hey turn up so you know for a second i was like hey it started cool off shit. very solid yeah, it's gonna be some cool shit very solid 
And so she, and I, I did like the image where she falls and kind of like a snow angel and then she gets dragged away. Yeah, that was cool. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So we meet up with the rest of her sorority. So it's Moo, Mew, Moo. My, Mew. My big brother would beat me up. Moo. You know either way. <laughs> I know, but we see he's getting drunk. So Moo Kappa Epsilon. And they used weird like Greek letters for it. They I, used lowercase letters yeah, so they wouldn't get in looking. trouble by actual frats. Yeah, it's probably a real one, yeah. Yeah, it was really odd. But the sorority, and so we meet up with Riley, and she is our main lady in this movie and she's got some baggage because she suffers from some ptsd because she was raped by one of the fraternities on campus seems to be the well-to-do the big fraternity on campus and it was the fraternity present president at the time so she's in class and the teacher it's carrie l's hey and his character is actually based on, what's his name? Jordan Peterson. So in real life, in the real world, if you don't know who that person is, good for you. He is a terrible fucking person. But if you do want to learn a little bit about him, he just got unbanned from Twitter because he said some wild shit before he got banned. But Elon's letting everybody out again. So he thinks that uh, trans people aren't real. And he's not the biggest fan of women either. So Carrie Ells made his character to be a Jordan Peterson. So like I said, if you want to read some stuff and shake your head, go check out Jordan Peterson on Twitter or don't. But (laughs) Carrie Ells' character is doesn't seem that cool about women and likes to, I don't know what they're reading books. And it's all, like I said, there's that metaphor just kind of hits you. And like I said, I'm cool with this, but yeah, there's a lot to it. So one of Riley's sorority sisters, her name is Chris. She is ruffling a ton of feathers on campus with the fraternity, the the bad guys, and Professor Gelson because she has a petition to remove Calvin Hawthorne. He is the founder of the school, remove the bust because Calvin Hawthorne, she has found out, was a racist slave owner slave owner north in the north and wasn't that keen on women either so he was just a terrible person all over well she had already gotten that petition yeah she got the the bust removed she was looking to get the teacher out yeah and yes and then professor gelson is kind of the same so yeah so um, she basically so he's an english professor and she like first day of class fought and questioned him as to why there were only cis white guys on his syllabus and they weren't reading anything by any lgbt or people of color um and she fought it and then she started a petition to him remove his only response his only fucking response was well it's the classics (laughs) and i loved her response she's like who's fucking classics not fucking my classics (laughs) <laughs> oh man like i said it's I, I love the metaphors in this you know so the the girls they, they're dealing with a lot and riley she's trying her best to to stay strong but around riley is a pretty good support system of strong women that don't take shit uh, but sometimes that can go a little too far as we'll learn later so chris marty jesse and helena they 
or practicing for a what like a talent show yeah at the bad guys fraternity group and riley is not keen on really going but she's going to support the girls because they have a really good talent show because because her rape happened at after this event last year yes so she's like i said she's not mixer or whatever she's not keen on being there but like i said it's a really good show so she wants to be there she actually saves helena from being sexually assaulted by a fraternity member and she was drunk and i don't know if she got kind of she was roofied that yeah wasn't, that wasn't just drunk she, she was acting a bit uh loopy uh while she was there that girl was for sure roofied yes so riley saves her and the fraternity guy is like you know which made no sense it didn't make sense for him to be there since his fraternity was like doing a thing down the hall hey man boobies I roofied the girl boobies. So, you know, Yikes. <laughs> uh, uh, talent show be damned. I got some drunk boobies in my not room. The, not the talent show. The Oh, yeah, yeah, that. I was going to bring yeah. that up in a second. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll get there late. So at this point, Chris, she helps out Helena. And then she is just kind of walking around. Riley, I said Chris. So Riley's walking around after. Mm, so after saving Helena from her potential situation, Riley is kind of walking around the fraternity spot and she peeps into a room and sees a ton of the guys with robes on. And I guess her later on, she brings it up, but she was like, oh, I just thought they were doing some weird ritual. And the gas fraternity is what what they do. But the guys are in robes and then they're rubbing like weird black goo on one of the pledges head. And then she's like, oh, that's fucking weird and closes the door. So we get to the talent show so the girls they do a song it's the music to up on that rooftop is that the name of the song up on the housetop yeah and the lyrics were actually written by one half of garfunkel and oats uh ricky lindholm oh yeah from the wednesday show yes so she did the lyrics so i'm gonna try to read this so uh up in the frat house me and you and you know what I'm here to do. Drinking and kissing. What comes next? You and I have S-E-X. So at this point, all the guys are like, yeah, you're sex. Yeah, she said the word. And then flip the script. Uh, ho, ho, ho. I didn't know. Ho, ho, ho. I didn't know. Yes, up in the frat house, one true fact. That is that I got attacked. <laughs> And then they go with that their direction. So up in the frat house, shit went down. And I'm telling everyone in town, I didn't lead you on for goodness sake. I couldn't have because I wasn't awake. Um, at this point, all the sorority girls in the audience are losing their shit. They're like, because, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, take them down, sis. Yeah. Uh, don't say that this was my fault because what you did is called assault. Ho, ho, ho. I didn't know. Ho, ho, ho. I didn't know. It's up in the frat house. Click, click, click. You slipped me a roofie first, and then your dick. At this point, the girls are cheering in the room. The guys start throwing popcorn and other things at the girls, and then they giggle and run off. So they got, you know, some type of revenge against the guys. Uh, it's, it's a shame. So while they were doing this, Riley, she wasn't that, she was going back and forth with this. Like, you know, she was like, I kind of want to do this and get back at the guys. But then it's easier just to stay quiet. And Chris is like, fuck that noise. You're a fighter. You got to do it. Yeah, I like being loud. It's fun. It is. It is fun. <laughs> it's fun. But unfortunately, they start getting threatening 
text messages from an account posing as Calvin Hawthorne, just like at the beginning of the movie. So this is the part of the movie where systematically the girls are getting snatched up. So Sorori's sister, her name is Fran. She gets attacked and killed by the masked assailant. And, and then Helena, her family calls Riley and they start to get a little confused because like, well, she should have popped back up. And then just the same thing, you know, when people are missing after 24 hours, it's like, hey, did you see Katie? I'm like, uh, no, I thought she went home. No, she isn't here. Oh, well, that's fucking weird. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye out for her. That starts happening. Riley, she meets up with Carrie Ells. Uh, Gelson is his name. I'm going to say Carrie Ells. And he he bumps into her, and he drops his papers, and then there's a list, and it's got all the girls in the sorority on it for half a second. She looks at it. She's like, that's really fucking weird. So... Riley reports the disappearances to the campus police. And just like in any horror movie, <laughs> they can't do shit about it. You know, it, like I said, it, it makes sense. It's all the situation. So Riley and Chris, they start arguing because Chris, she posted the performance like everywhere. And then Riley revealed that Brian raped her. So it's getting out there and Riley's blaming all the messages and stuff on the fraternity boys i mean it's rightfully so and she's getting a bit nervous about this and she's starting to get personal messages too like hey you're next we got our eye on you you know so she's getting freaked out so the girls they start fussing with each other and there's always a point in a horror movie where you got to split up the gang you know it can't all be just all together with it so marty argues with her boyfriend nate and tells him to leave and he was like the one guy in the group that was all types of down with them and trying to help them out. So Landon. So Riley meets a guy named Landon uh, at the coffee shop. Real nice dude was in a coffee shop. He comes at like every day and they finally talk. Seems really nice. You know, hopefully he doesn't, you know, betray her <laughs> in the movie. The first second I saw him, I was like, uh, he's, he's, he's a bad guy. I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting on it. Cause that's, that's what you do in a scary movie. You, you bring in a nice person you're like, yeah, you're going to be bad. <laughs> so after the boyfriend, Nate, leaves, Jesse gets killed. She is in, what, the attic, I think? And then the bad guy is just in the corner in the darkness. And she clicks on a light, and then she gets jumped. At this point, the house becomes just a bow and arrow emporium. And uh, Marty gets hit in the leg with a bow. And the other girls dodge, dip, and duck, and dodge away from the arrows. Dodge, dude. <laughs> Damn, I want to watch Dodgeball. Right. <laughs> so Nate comes back to apologize. And then something weird happens when he comes into the sorority house. He gets a lot tougher and louder than he ever has been. In this movie, I don't want to say he was feminine, but he was a lot softer. But now... He's like, no one messes with my girlfriend. He grabs an axe and he's yelling. No one messes with my girls. Yeah. And and it was really weird, but I was like, oh, okay, okay. So there's more to the story. But Nate gets uh Nate gets shot with an arrow. He goes down. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> so Riley, she grabs the keys like Wolverine and kills the bad guy. Hooray, this movie's pretty damn quick. Oh no, there's more of them. There's a lot of them in the sorority house and they, they're covering every door. So Marty, 
she goes up to one of the bad guys and says, like, I already called the cops. We killed your boy in there. You should just leave before the cops get here. And she's walking closer to the bad guy with an axe in her hand. And she goes for a swing, a very telegraphed swing. And the bad guy grabs her arm and just stabs her in the gut. And then she goes down. And that's that's the end of Marty. She she gets stabbed again. But yeah, that's the end of Marty. Oh, no. So Chris and Riley. Yes. Yeah. So Chris and Riley, they fight up their attackers. And they take off the mask of one of them. And it's one of the pledges for the fraternity that absolutely hates them. And it's the one that Riley saw at the ritual earlier. And so as they escape and one of the last pledges comes out of the sorority house with a bow and arrow shooting at them, they drive away. And so they toss out theories and they're all just fucking on the point. And they bring up that Hawthorne, the founder of this, the school, he was known for practicing black magic. And so they surmise that these kids, they're using some type of magic, some situation to hypnotize these kids, the pledges, to have them murder people that they don't like, which is... Because yeah, they, I mean, were, they were thrown off because everybody that died... There was no blood. There was just nasty black goop. Absolutely. So when they killed the pledges, black goop came out. It was a choice to use black goop instead of blood, but also it made it a lot easier to make the movie PG-13 when there wasn't a lot of blood in it. So that's one reason that there was just a lot of black goo in it. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So as they're driving off, Riley and Chris, they have some arguments about what to do next. Chris wants to go to the cops. And Riley, she wants to go to the fraternity and solve this shit. And then Riley throws it back in Chris's face. She's like, I, you've been in my face about fighting this whole time. And I've been like, I don't know. But now you're bitching out on me? And she's like, stop the car. And Chris is like, what are you doing? And she gets out, grabs a snow shovel. And starts walking. <laughs> and I was like, dang. she She's like, no, I'm figuring this shit out. So Riley meets Landon just walking because they were going to go to a orphan dinner. I can't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah, the orphan dinner. Or orphan Christmas. Orphan Christmas, yes. yeah. And so she gets help from Landon. And Landon is going to help her get into the fraternity. And then they're going to do some fighting. Chris. He's going to create a distraction. Yes. While she goes and fucks some shit up. Yes. So Chris, she discovers that there are other sorority sisters on campus getting attacked. And she actually makes it to one of the houses and picks up a ton of girls. And you can see in her face the second she picks them up and they're getting attacked. And she's like, okay. It, like you can kind of see it just happening. Yeah. So at the fraternity house, the frat brothers, they more or less convince Landon. To be a pledge, they use the weird black magic goo to hypnotize him. And so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so Riley gets knocked out and she wakes up and, hey, Professor Gelson's here. You know, fuck shit. Brian, you know, the rapist and other fraternity members. And so Gelson, he reveals that after Chris and her little like signatures about moving the bust they discovered that the founder he 
add this like black liquid and a spell to control women. So the game plan is <laughs> to use this black goo to hypnotize guys, the weaker guys, you know, and just take over and make sure women stay in the place that they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's the game plan in this movie. And the second they said that, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. It's a lot, but I can get behind this, you know? <laughs> he means purely in a, this movie is entertaining way, not yes. in a, women should be, yeah. <laughs> not women should not be fucking subjugated yeah, yeah. to the, the role of the second, beta. The second Carrie Ells is like, hey, we use this nicely quick. And we're going to kill all the women in the world. I stood up and started clapping. I was like, yes, kill them all. <laughs> no, he literally turned to me and he's like, but, but, but th- that's where the vaginas are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it. Like, shouldn't alpha men be like really all into about women? women? Like, y'all should be really into it. <laughs> yeah, because that's how you make more alpha men is with yeah, women. Why are you out here trying to like punify women? Yeah. yeah, it's just like the Spartans, man. Women were like some of the most important things in their culture. That and old people, because if you made it to be old Spartan, you deserve everything you get. Yeah. But anyway, yep. <laughs> so the liquid, it sends out the spirit of Hawthorne and he possesses everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the pledges get super strength and I don't know, they're quiet as fuck and they can like run really fast. <laughs> yeah. And so they need to murder women. That they deem unruly. So, you know, those damn women down the street that like to talk and think, we gotta kill them, you know? <laughs> and unfortunately, Helena, the one girl that Riley saved earlier, she's been working with the fraternity because she seems cool with the fact that women won't be in charge. She's like, you know, that it's our place. We should be like this. Yeah, and we can clearly see that she has been hypnotized. Yeah. I guess man i don't know it's weird but like riley riley's like what the fuck are you doing you know she's yelling at her and unfortunately what happens with people when they betray the original group they're with they get murdered too so the fraternity guys are like hey thanks for the help but we're gonna kill you too because even though you helped us you were doing a little too much thinking yep <laughs> so now we gotta murder you So Helena is murdered and Riley is getting choked out. And (laughs) I don't understand why they can't watch the murder of the woman. So see no evil. It's like a whole, Uh, like it's a purity thing. uh, It's stupid though. It is stupid. Absolutely. This whole whole thing is stupid. They are possessed by this black goop from 200 years ago. Like what? Yeah, it's weird. So as everyone's looking away and Riley's getting choked out, an arrow hits the bad guy in the back. Hooray! Chris rolls in with a fuck ton of sorority sisters. Yeah, a whole car full. And they all have weapons. One lady had a fucking sled and she stabbed a guy in the chest with it. And I was like, that's fucking legit. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. This is a badass fight scene. Yeah. She like looks around like, I need something sharp. Fuck it, I'm bringing a whole sled. Yep. <laughs> How did she have it in the car with them? <laughs> As they're driving, she just held it out the window. So all the women are fighting the, the guys. And for guys that seem to be powered up by evil, racist, bigot goo, uh, they can their ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe the goo doesn't make you strong all the time. 
Hell, I don't know. Uh, so Riley overpowers Brian and smashes the Hawthorne bust. And apparently, I guess the goo just comes from this one bust and I would have it locked up, but I guess that's how you get the goo. So you have to have it all out in the open. Well, they were doing a ritual with it. So, yeah. So the bus breaks and it seems everybody starts getting weak and they kind of pass out, you know, not all the way, but they're like, Whoa. and so Riley grabs Landon and all the girls ski fucking daddle because the room catches on fire. And they all scoot out and they yeah, lock they the doors. they like that yeah. sludge shit on fire. <laughs> they lock the doors behind them and lock in all those bad fraternity boys. They might have been all right. Maybe they were hypnotized the whole time. We'll Don't never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Don't give a- Do not stick around to find you out. You know, yeah. <laughs> best case scenario, it's a room full of rapists you set on fire. Yeah. Like, not even counting the murders that they did earlier in the night. <laughs> like... It's just, you're just murdering a room full of rapists. So like, who cares? Right. Tom, you were in this room for a long time. You're a rape sympathizer. You get burnt too. (laughs) So the, the, the frat house burns down. Excellent. The end. (laughs) Excellent. Oh, that's it. That's the movie. So yeah. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Black Christmas? My favorite character was Chris uh she was the legit feminist hype girl in this whole movie she kept encouraging all the girls in the sorority to stand up for themselves and take action and do all the things there was a moment there where she like kind of had to admit to riley that she a little part of her did not believe that she had been raped but for the most part chris was great and then Later, when Riley has to pump up Chris and then Chris gets that little like spark in her eye when she sees that the rest of the sororities had also been attacked. Like, yep, yep, you're a badass. When she came in with that fucking bow and arrow at the end. Oh, man, I was so hyped. (laughs) Emma. Well, considering I also put Chris, I'm going to put my other one. Uh, the final fight scene was my favorite character where the guys just got fucking annihilated. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I was severely triggered this whole movie. And I like, I'm sitting on my couch, like wrapped in a blanket. And I'm like, oh my God, there's still 40 minutes of this left. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, that final fight scene was, I was very happy about it. So, yes. So, my favorite character of this movie was the metaphors. Even though a few of them kind of got kind of bopped on your head a little too much. Heavy-handed. I still enjoyed it. Uh it, toxic masculinity has a physical form and it's black goop. It's literally toxic sludge. You know what I've never seen in a, in a horror movie? Toxic masculinity in a physical form. Bravo Black Christmas 2019. I've never seen that before. So, it, like I said, this movie had a ton of metaphors. It it kind of, it was weird. I, and I think it added to the whole PG-13 aspect to it. it. It had scary spots, but it was more just a kind of about the metaphor and kind of magic than the horror side of it. I think they kind of upped the scary a little bit more, but I don't know. It, it was odd. I, like I said, I enjoyed this, but it, it, it felt uneven at times. 
it seemed like the the metaphors were more important than the scares to it. Because there's a point in the movie where it just stopped really being scary and it was just a cool story. Like, you know, when the girls come in to fight 20 minutes before the third act, really, it stopped being necessarily scary, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think there well, was maybe they weren't two. Chasing. That's because they yeah. weren't chasing people around one house anymore. Yeah. I think, honestly, there were probably two jump scares in it. I think the last one, one of the girls got killed in the attic. I think that was the last, honest to God, jump scare in the movie. One got me bad. I, like, for real jumped. (laughs) Yeah. But no, the metaphors, I liked them. Like I said, it's not every day you see a physical manifestation of toxic masculinity. I thought that was really cool. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Um... Every dude except for Landon in this movie. <laughs> yep. uh, Nate was okay for the most part, but he got a little weird at the end. Um, but every other male in this movie, the professor, the cop, every guy in the fraternity, like they were all shitty ass people. Fuck them. Yep. <laughs> Emma. Along the same lines, I said the rape culture of frat boys. Yep. Because quite literally, the professor was the same way. The frat boys were all fucked up. The police officer was like, no, you didn't get raped. You're fine. No. Yep. Hard pass. Believe women, as it turns out. Yep. (laughs) My least favorite character in this movie was the fact that it was called Black Christmas. I almost said that. Yeah. So... Katie and I, we were talking about this. The movie, it's fine. But I got a little bit too many expectations because it was called Black Christmas. I was like, oh, shit, we're going to see a crazy killer that is full of incest. Where was Billy? And is a girl or a guy. We don't know because the jaw is all big and they don't really want to tell you. And just where the fuck was Billy? There were so many things to it, you know, and we didn't get it. And I was like, this is a weird rendition of Black Christmas without the the character of Billy. They should you know? have they should have changed the name to this movie, and I think it would have done a lot better critically. Um, yep. I think a lot of people went into this movie expecting it to be Black Christmas, and then everyone just shit on it because it wasn't yeah. bla- like the Black Christmas that we know and love. Um, yep. It needed another name. Honestly, it it would have been fine like taking the bits and pieces of black Christmas that they did, like the uh, orphan Christmas that they do, um, which is just an, a fancy name for all the people who end up staying on campus during Christmas. They hold like a little dinner thing at their sorority house. And it's like a potluck and you come and you just hang out because you're not going home for Christmas. Okay. They do that in the movie black Christmas. That's fine. Okay, cool. That's a real thing that happens on college campuses everywhere. Like people who don't go home for Christmas end up hanging out with everyone who's there. They do it in Harry Potter. Okay. (laughs) Like Harry doesn't go home for Christmas. So Ron chooses not to go home for Christmas. Right. (laughs) They could have kept that and changed the name of this movie. Like it would have been fine that, you know, keep little bits and pieces from the movie Black Christmas. Like the fact that murders are happening at a sorority house or sorority girls are being targeted fine sure whatever you could still make a great movie that's not called black christmas yeah about this same thing because once you added in fucking what was his name calvin hawthorne and 
magic goop and a whole fraternity of people being brainwashed. It was like, what the shit is this? Because <laughs> yep. it sure as hell ain't Black Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> Correct. So I didn't bring up the tagline of this movie. It's Slay Girls. Slay, not a sleigh ride. S-L-A-Y, comma, girls. Yeah. So you could play that in different ways. Like, Slay Girls, you kill them. Yeah. Or Slay Girls, like, you kill them. So I thought that was really cool. It, it, like I said. I would have called, called Black Christmas. I would have called this movie a cult Christmas. Yep. O C C U L T a cult Christmas. Because it's literally some black magic shit that is happening in this movie. Not like creepy incest baby was kept in the attic for years and then decided to go on a murderous rampage. Like, <laughs> come on. Correct. Yes. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I got three of them, and I think I already said one of them. Actually, two of them. So my first one is physical toxic physical toxic masculinity is black goo. Okay. Okay. Why gotta be black though? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> African American <laughs> goo. <laughs> Average American Could have been goo. green, right. like toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why is this movie called Black Christmas? There you go. And then my last one, sniff my sweaty farts. A great insult. That was hilarious. Landon said that. I giggled. I was like, that's a good ass line to say to somebody. That was hilarious. My sweaty. Didn't part. even bother ruin like spending their one F bomb right there that they could have done. Yeah. They were just like, sniff my sweaty farts. <laughs> uh, Katie. So called alpha males murder sorority girls. Masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And then. Hexus from Fern Gully puts frat under spell. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. All out. <laughs> Emma. Okay. Mine all basically have the same theme. Sexual assault is never okay. Never funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Respect concerns about rape. Do not excuse. Mm-hmm. And then the 2006 one was 100% infinitely better yeah <laughs> and then my alliterative season screamings sexualized sisters senselessly slaughtered systematically i likes it i likes it yeah so this movie came out december 13th 2019 man that's crazy right before the covid drops so uh, i don't know if that helped with it no because covid was it was in april right march march so no i don't think that even hurt its chances financially I, I'm not a big fan of December films. Horror films in December yeah. have a hard time doing good, you know? So Even if they're Christmas geared. Yeah, it's they tough. They still need an October release. Yeah, it's it's tough. Or do November, you know? Yeah. But this film, 2019, what do you ladies think the budget for Black Christmas was? Katie. Ooh, I'm going to go with a million dollars. No, two million dollars. Because they had Carrie Ells in it. Emma. Uh, along the same lines, I said four dollar dues just because mm-hmm. the campus setting and some of the frat stuff, uh, I don't think it cost very much because there really wasn't much blood and many effects that they needed. So yeah, pretty simple. Aside from Carrie Elves, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So the budget was $5 dues. So Emma, you were right on the head with everything. 
weren't that many different scenes probably the sorority house there was different rooms in that bad boy they just had yeah. to film from the outside a lot of the time and then on the inside probably just a big ass warehouse where they did scenes honestly yeah. so what do you ladies think the box office was katie five dollar dues emma twenty five dollar dues twenty five not bad i understand both of you went the gamut uh yeah you guys are the what the range of it so it made 18.5 dollar reduce it mm-hmm. made its money but blumhouse and not columbia uh universal they were expecting a lot more from this movie yeah because they named it black christmas yeah they were riding on that name but it had nothing to do with fucking black christmas yeah they they really expected and with blumhouse because blumhouse this is probably the least uh, like financially like box office movie from Blumhouse. Yeah, they yeah. They would they always do really well. They this is like shit. If anything, they get close to triple million from their things, you know? Yeah. So they were probably expecting a lot from Blumhouse and they're like, oh you you made it for five million? Oh shit, man. That's getting like 80 at least. Like, oh, we're getting some good revenue from this. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? But yeah, there were a lot to this. So the reviews a lot of people said, like, yeah, out of the scope of the other two Black Christmases, this ain't it, Chief. And it seemed like a lot of people couldn't just get over the fact that it wasn't Black Christmas. You know, yeah. it, it's not. It's not it, Black Christmas. It was a naming problem. Yes. Like mm-hmm. we said many, many times. Yeah. Sometimes the name of a movie really affects if people are going to watch it. Just like the Harley, Harley Quinn movie, the what, Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn it was birds of prey then they got nervous they got the yips that no one would watch it so they added 17 more words to the name and people didn't see it because they thought it was just a harley quinn movie and so it they double fucked themselves yeah and i was like that movie's great should have kept it birds of prey because that was a great fucking movie yes so i still haven't seen that it's 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 good it's really damn good a lot of women (laughs) a lot of women in that one yeah yeah Yeah, birds of prey so i just think I don't know. A name change would have helped a little, even with the whole, like I said, you know, you know, me saying it like this makes me sound kind of douchey, guys, but I'm like reverse Andrew Tate out here. I women can do whatever the fuck they want, you know, honestly, as long as you're not stabbing me with a knife, go crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, there's dumb people everywhere men, women, children. There's dumb people. So don't be dumb. But I'm fine with a feminist horror movie. Uh, a lot of them are just men. So, you know, give me women doing stuff, you know? Well, you know? A lot of them are feminist because it's a man that's the murderer. Yes. Like the Halloween series. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was whooping ass the whole time. Yeah. But it seems like with some films, and unfortunately this one, I saw some reviews of this when it came out, and a lot of people were like, oh, man, it's just, just, just feminist propaganda. It's so woke. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You know, it's just, it's not that bad. I will say, there were a couple of points where they, they were kind of hitting you over the head with stuff, but I understand why. But like I said, fuck it, man. I haven't seen some of these metaphors before, so give it to me, man. That was fucking great. <laughs> so, minority kill count. I don't know anybody of color died. I thought Chris was going down at some point, but she didn't. I think that's zero. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Marty, she looked like she was possibly not 
a white lady. She had dark hair, but she might have been something, but I don't know. Also, Helena, we don't know any. We don't. We can't tell. Yeah, just from from the outside, it just just white gals with different colored hair. You know. Yes, yeah. everybody was white passing, so we don't know white passing. Honestly, so we're gonna stay with zero, and now the number still is two hundred and seventy three, and a Tito turtle, and a house full of vampires. No more. And a Tupperware full of black goo. Ooh. <laughs> Close it up. It'll and make a, you crazy. And a bust of Calvin Hawthorne. Oh, that thing's getting broke. Oh, then the goo's uh, everywhere. Shit. And on fire. Yeah, you need a mop. Nah, don't break it. Just put it out in the trash bag. Put it outside. Don't break it. Be everywhere. So, do you ladies, do you ladies have anything else to say about Black Christmas? I sure don't. They should give it an alternate title mm-hmm. on like where it streams wherever it streams and just slowly change it to a different title <laughs> and then it'd be great like it'll become a cult classic because it legitimately was a pretty good movie yeah um just the name it it kept you longing for what we already know as yeah. black christmas and that never came yeah so. it it, it- it had to have just kind of picked at people that it wasn't Black Christmas. Oh, easily. Yeah. I was sitting there like, this ain't Black Christmas. They should have named it something else. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I don't get on social media and frump about women doing a lot. You know, <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> and I moved on with my life. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So that is episode 263 in the books. The pocket, out of sight. Or episode ten of the Christmas movie countdown. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about weird bus or racist people or a Tupperware full of black goo, don't give it to us. But you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. You can email it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Where am I supposed to look at? Allentown Presents. Uh, you got anything to say, Katie? Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode ten of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We'll be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. Bye. Oh, uh, before we leave, leave, the music you listen to right now, that is Flipping the Combined Effort, Flipping the CE, anywhere you can search for them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. Yeah, like Katie said, the last two scary movies, I'm pretty pumped for, and it depends. We might pivot. Uh, just, just wait and see. But I'm, I'm excited for the Santa Claus one that we got coming up. I'm very pumped for it, because Shudder has been doing me right for a long time so I'm very pumped to see what Shutter's got for us and we'll see what the last one is it might be Grinchy we'll see we'll see what we pick so we can always save these because you know we'll have to do all new ones we can save some of them so for Katie and Emma that is another scary movie in the book so we'll see you soon with another scary Christmas film okay bye guys bye toots up on the podcast, don't you know? Holy fucking shit. We're we about got to go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs>